0: hi everyone this is rio and welcome again to another episode of our podcast you are listening to Godesh project an online ministry with the purpose of exploring the bible and the god it points to We're continuing our study about the book of Genesis, and again, I'm using the book by Mr. Henry M. Morris, it's called the Genesis Record. On our first week, we talked about why is it important to study the book of Genesis. Last week, we discussed about the different origins discussed in it, and today, we will be talking about its authorship. Who wrote the book of Genesis? Just like the other books of the Bible, Genesis was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit as what 2 Peter 1.21 says, For the prophecy came not in the old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Also, in 2 Timothy 3.16, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. Now, if God is the inspiration and the fuel why the book of Genesis was written, Who then were those people who were moved by him to write? For this episode, we will talk about the three main suggestions attempting to answer our question. Let's begin. There are three main suggestions scholars believe about the authorship of the book of Genesis. First, they believe that the ones who wrote the book of Genesis were the various writers after Moses died this theory is called the documentary hypothesis some scholars believe that the book of genesis was a compiled and edited versions of several old legends and traditions verbally transmitted by their own israeli egyptian and babylonian ancestors this theory is being applied as well to the other books of the bible specifically to the pentateuch and the book of joshua mainly because they don't believe that writing high culture, and monotheism could have existed during Moses' time. This idea was attempted to be justified on the basis of peculiarities of language and style, references to customs and cultures, and other internal evidences. People who believe in this theory are convinced that man had not evolved yet to the state of culture described in the book of Genesis until much later than Moses' time. So they end up believing that Genesis had been derived from the myths of the ancient Babylonians. However, this presupposition was repudiated by modern archaeological excavations, and it is proven and is now beyond question that writing was practiced widely and in many forms long before the time of Moses. In fact, an evolutionary anthropologist, Ralph Linton, said that writing appears almost simultaneously some 5,000 to 6,000 years ago in Egypt, Mesopotamia, and in the Indus Valley. And the time of Moses was only around 3,500 years ago. Another Palestinian archaeologist, Dr. Nelson Gluck, acknowledged that categorically, there are no archaeological discovery that has ever controverted a biblical reference. Scores of archaeological findings confirms in exact detail the historical statements in the Bible. Because of this, we can clearly say that there is no real substance to the claim that says monotheism, high culture, and writing does not prevail during Moses' time. The second idea about Genesis' authorship suggests that Moses was its author. This has been the uniform tradition of both the Jewish scribes and the Christian fathers. Because Genesis is considered to be the first book of the Pentateuch, and all of them together are taken as the Law of Moses, it is generally assumed that he also wrote the book of Genesis. If we're going to read the New Testament, we will see that even Jesus himself accepted this idea. Now if this uniform belief is true, the question that remains is by what method did Moses receive these accounts? Mr. Morris gave us three possibilities regarding this. Number 1. Moses could have received a direct revelation from God in the form of either audible words or by vision. Then God showed him the greatest events of the past and he put them down by his own words. Number two, he received it by oral traditions passed down over the centuries from fathers to sons. He then collected them all and rewrote them down. And number three, he took actual written records of the past, collected and brought them together and write it into a final form. Of course, all these possibilities, no matter in what way he received it, happened with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Out of these possibilities, the third one seems to make more sense compared to the other two because visions and revelations of the Lord normally has to do with prophetic revelation in the future, while the method of direct conversation was mainly used for promulgation of specific laws and ordinances. Because the book of Genesis is entirely in the form of narrative records and historical events, Its author either collected the previous documents and edited them or recorded these events he had ascertained from others who were witnesses. Though Moses, being the actual author, was never directly stated in the book, it is significant to note that his name is mentioned at least 80 times and approximately 25 of which the specific passages attributed to him in the other books of the Pentateuch. In other words, it is just appropriate to include Genesis as one of the books of Moses since he is the human writer responsible for its final form. Another suggestion about the authorship of the book of Genesis is that it comes from the compilation of patriarchal records. This suggestion obviously has something to do with what we just discussed. It is suggested that the line of patriarchs Listed in the book of Genesis, wrote down an individual account of events which had occurred in his own lifetime, or concerning things in some way they had direct knowledge about. Those records were possibly kept on tablets of stones and were preserved until they came into Moses' possession. The word generation, if translated in Hebrew, is called toldoth, which essentially means origins. If we are going to read the book of Genesis, we will see a lot of phrases saying, and I quote: "These were the generations of. These were the generations of heaven and of the earth. These were the generations of Adam. These were the generations of Noah. These were the generations of the sons of Noah, and the list goes on. These tall note divisions are said to represent the original documents from which Genesis was collected." And though this theory, like any others, cannot be rigidly proved, it does seem to fit all available facts better than any other theory because of its consistency with the doctrine of biblical inspiration and authority, as well as with the accurate historicity of its records. Those were the three main suggestions about the authorship of the book of Genesis. In conclusion to this study, I want to remind you However the book of Genesis was received by the people of the past does not in any way limit or put into question that this book, together with the other books of the Bible, were God-breathed and inspired by the Holy Spirit. They carry life and provide wisdom to those people who with all the purity of their heart studies it for answers. As Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerning of the thoughts and intents of the heart. As we continue to study God's Word, His promise to us remains true, that if we will call upon Him and go and pray to Him and seek Him, He will listen to us and we will find Him when we search for Him with all of our heart. Next week we will be talking about the creation of the world. If you have any comments, questions or suggestions, you can email us at kadeshproject@gmail.com at or you can visit our website at www.kadeshproject.com. Thank you for listening to Kadesh Project. God bless you.